Hi, I'm Nigel. Hi, and I'm Tricia. And welcome to this podcast on heart-based living. Today, we thought we'd talk about trust um, for lots of reasons, not, not least of which is the result of the election and where trust and integrity was, was talked about a lot, but also because in our daily lives, it becomes an issue for, for a lot of us every day. Now, Tricia, you came up with an interesting viewpoint on this. Well, it was interesting when we talked about trust and, you know, we've sort of mentioned, oh, you know, how important it is, you know, to have trust. And then, then it was, I started thinking about when we are looking at, say, like in government or whatever, and there's these comments about, oh, but I don't trust some, I don't trust them, I don't trust them. And then immediately what happens is, you know, you put up this wall and this barrier between yourself and whoever it is you think you don't trust. And I wondered whether um, we could start with, you know, why, why do we have to, is it necessary to trust in the first place? That's, that was my question. You know, do we need to trust them? Or what is it that what we um, would be a way of approaching this so that we can actually be a bit more open rather than set up those barriers? Well, I think we use, personally, I think we use the word trust as a way of saying, I trust or believe that this other person will do what they say they'll do or that they won't uh, give away things I've told them or whatever. So, for example, uh, you may trust a lawyer or a doctor uh, because of patient, doctor-patient confidentiality or whatever to not divulge your, anything you share with them to anybody else. So there is, there is an example of trust. There's, there's trust because you know you believe them when they say this is wrong with you and you need this treatment. So these are all ways that the word trust mm-hmm. is used. Now, of course, what tends to happen is is that um, when we experience um, if you when we experience someone behaving in a way that didn't end up being trustworthy, um, we come out with words like "you let me down," "you broke my trust." you betrayed me, those sorts of words. But we often, from it also, Tricia, I think, create a rule about, okay, never trust doctors again, Mm. never trust whatever. Um, I tend to feel differently about it, and I thought I'd put that over because you were saying, why trust? Yeah, I mean... I choose to trust mm -hmm. people, uh, not foolishly so, not to the point where I'd hand over all my bank details or something, but I choose to trust people to the extent that if, if there's a conversation or whatever, I tend to, I would tend to say, okay, um, I'll take people at their word until and unless they prove otherwise or unless my own instincts are yelling at me. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing, what you've just said, your own instincts, because, you know, so, sometimes I feel, you know, you can say, um, you, you really, it's really more about observing, you know, observing what they, the behaviours observing the words that are being said and then recognize how you feel with that in terms of you know how much that aligns with you um so i think that for me is is important because you you feel it for yourself Mm. um and then you make your own um you know you draw from that what you draw from Mm. not as a general well you know you've done this and now i don't trust Mm. you full stop it may have been well look when you use those words it made me feel this way and i realized that you know maybe mm. you know we see the world we see that a little bit differently. Mm. So I think this pervasive sort of 
general trust over, you know, I think we can sweep it up as a statement that can really um, close us to be watching for um, and listening for the signs. The signs. Yes. So yes. For example, we know that uh, when uh, priests, for example, were found to have been abusing children, um, they they were already in a position of trust in that people were like, oh, the man of the church, I, I automatically trust them. Mm. I think I would say that we should always use our trust cautiously, not withhold it, not make a general rule about everybody, because everybody is unique and different. But I, I would say cautious trust, meaning that if your instincts are shouting at you, whether they're a priest, a lawyer, a judge, a doctor, or, or your next door neighbor, then, then maybe notice what that is and understand what that might be rather than just saying all priests uh, can't be trusted with children or all doctors can't be trusted with patients. It's, it's very unique to the person. And it's about us noticing things that might not, uh, that doesn't quite fit. Well, this, this really goes down to what heart-based living is about. Because when mm. we talk about heart-based living, we're talking about noticing, you know, feeling, sensing, intuiting, you know. And, and so what we're able to do in those instances we, we do start to notice whether there's incongruent and something's not congruent or something is not feeling right for us. Mm. So rather than having either a general trust or a general mistrust, we, we are more in a position to listen out for the nuances, mm. the behaviours, notice, and then it leads us into this you know, questioning so that we're, it's not like what you said, this blind trust or blind distrust. Mm. It's more... Um, observing and noticing within yourself um, and I don't think there's ever going to be a situation where someone's behaviors is always going to be as you see mm -hmm. or want or feel that is aligned with you and so that may not be the, the cause for mm. you know um, distrusting someone forever mm. Mm. absolutely and I, and I think this this instinctive is really important it's we don't blindly trust anyone. We don't use what their role is or their station in life or whatever to say, oh, absolutely, this is a good person. I mean, I've heard people say, oh, I voted for this person because they go to church. And it's like going to church doesn't mean you're a good person or you're not a good person. That mm -hmm. isn't in itself a qualification for trust. Um, so I think it's, I mean, we've had coaches, all sorts of people in all walks of life mm. have, have abused their position. Um, and you also in those walks of life, yes. there are wonderful people who do wonderful things. So it is about um, trust. When you said you need to trust people, I think well, clearly if you're going to leave your children at school or you're, you're going to follow uh, a diagnosis, you clearly mm. are trusting people to an extent. Mm. I think what we're saying is, is use your heart-based instincts to not be blinded by things because somebody's got a title. Mm. Uh, I know there was a, a very famous person in England who um, abused lots of children and they were actually part of, renowned for their work with children. So mm. people ignored signs of other behavior and were like, can't be, can't be because he's such a good man. And that is, that is where I think the blind trust is, is dangerous. Mm. So, you know, in, in, in general life, I think if we, if we apply just rules, general rules about, oh, I'm never going to trust men, I'm never going to trust priests, I'm never going to trust doctors, whatever it might be, 
I think we're limiting our own life in that. We're mm. limiting our life experiences. I think this is a really important one that you've, you've just said about how it can limit because a lot of the time with distrust and fears and some of the, the, the learnings that we get and if we do do this sweeping distrust of, you know, like you've mm. said, of perhaps men or whatever it is that you've experienced that has left a sour taste in your mouth, what it is actually doing is limiting your life mm. and you're, um, you're closed when you go out into the world with this, you know, this barrier and this fear so I feel that, you know, rather than thinking of, you know, this, you know, just trusting, it's about really being, being open to walk into life and to have all your senses, mm. you know, open to you and have all your, um, you know, your eyes open, your ears being in it to, to really um, gravitate to what feels aligned with you. And so mm. you are guided by that rather than, you know, something that isn't perhaps true and and can that could lead you into mm. to, to more difficulty mm. or close your world up a little bit more mm. so i like what you've said because that's really important to have you know to live life and to to get out but there i would and... also say though that um at the same time uh it's not about going with the herd um you know some people um i mean i for example um some people drink because other people drink and because everybody drinks everyone thinks it's okay mm. even though there's plenty of medical information to suggest that excess drinking is really bad for you for so many things and you know so when we when we try and feel secure in our lack of self-care because other people aren't caring it's mm. not necessarily what we're saying and likewise with trusting just because 10,000 people have trusted this person doesn't mean they're trustworthy mm. it still means that you uh, allow your instincts and if your mm. instincts are just saying something's not right about this then don't dismiss it because 10,000 other people did trust this mm. person mm. actually understand what that is because you might actually be the one that has identified something that's not right mm. and everybody else could actually not be listening to their instincts and I think that's true in, in life generally so back to trust um, the, the way the heart-based way of living is is to bring this kindness and trust to to your life um, but to listen to create and improve your instincts and listen to them well you know what's just come to me now mm. I think well, I feel what's what's happening with this and it's just unfolding I'm recognizing the person I have to trust is myself mm. because and you know that's just come out now I'm recognizing you know, with what we're, we are saying here, we, we always wonder about who we can trust out there. But I feel that in heart-based living, hmm. um, uh, it is about developing the trust in yourself, you know, hmm. to, um, to, 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 I mean, all the noticing, all the listening, all the, so that you can trust more and more what you come up with for, for yourself. And it's a little bit like what you've just said, like with the drinking or with some behaviours that, Look, years ago, everyone smoked because it was told, you know, oh, trust us, it's, you know, it won't do any harm. And then we discovered, yes, it does do harm. So... Can I, can I, because it's very interesting, there was a documentary about Indonesia, and when the regulations around the world got tighter for cigarette companies, they moved into Indonesia, and, and they put up the signs, Marlborough Country, all that sort of stuff, um, and, you know, they, they would uh, sort of helicopter in people to various... Uh, small town centres and hand out cigarettes for free. So in Indonesia, you can actually go off and buy one cigarette because they wanted to build 
and then of course they opened plantations for the for the tobacco leaf and all this sort of thing and when people started dying of lung cancer there because obviously they share a lot of living living accommodation is shared among a large number of people you only need one person to smoke in there and everyone else is passively smoking and one of the one of the, the many of the people there when this death rate started shooting up through lung cancer said no 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 it can't be cigarettes because no one would do that would they they wouldn't they wouldn't come in and give us jobs and kill us would they so there's this blind trust because jobs were being created and so on that no one would knowingly um, put people in a situation where they might be be killed by the very product that they're selling and I think that's where we talk about the blind trust it's actually as Trisha's just said you know trust in yourself trust in your instincts and when things don't feel right maybe do some research mm. because um, I've had an, I had an issue in where I where I was staying more recently with 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 odors and things in, in, in this apartment and people's response was well I can't smell it and uh, when I looked it up there's a lot of particulate matter in the air that is har harmful to us but you can't necessarily smell it so if we just go oh okay well then I'll I'll forget it and stay in it I could be getting less well all the time so it's about your own instincts and following up on those and doing what's right for you for you it's not about other people approving of it and so in all of this heart-based living this self-care uh, this understanding ourselves is such an important our instincts are such an important part of our self-care and our care for others mm. and, it, and it's just a, um, a way of giving yourself the permission to explore like you said research but perhaps ask questions and perhaps delve into something until you feel you, um, feel, right you feel happy and right about that um, because what it, it matters what you feel matters and quite often we put that aside because we think, oh, well, that's, that's the flow. That's where everything's going. I won't make a fuss or whatever mm. it is. Or like you have just mentioned, oh, it couldn't be that they would do this. Well, maybe keep asking, keep exploring. Um, and, and follow your instincts because on the other side, those people who don't listen to themselves, don't trust themselves and follow the herd or get persuaded against their better instincts, they often have that burning regret. Mm. Oh, I wish I. Mm. A lot of the parents of children who were abused, uh, for example, or those people who uh, died of passive smoking, mm. there's a lot of burning regret about why didn't I? Why didn't I know? Why didn't I do? Well, it, it's not only in that. It's also. I mean, I, I think back to the time when I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I I noticed something in my body that didn't feel right, mm. and I pursued that. Now, I know the doctor said, yes, but you're young, you're fit, you know, you haven't got any health conditions, you know, you, this, this couldn't really be happening to you. But I trusted what I was feeling inside. And that led me to uh, have the tests and to get a diagnosis, which I feel really did save my life. Mm. So when we, we with this heart-based living, it's the practice of tuning into you mm, and feeling mm. that. Um, and I know that we live busy lives now. We hardly feel anymore because we're so much in our heads, perhaps, and just so busy doing. Um, but heart-based living is about this nurturing of you and coming back to you to just pause and connect with yourself. Mm. And, and in many instances, you know, this can build the trust within yourself for your own life 
and also for supporting and being part of a community that is as thriving as well. Wonderful. Well, I hope that's been useful, um, this, this heart-based living approach to trust.